The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. This is Danhausen's very nice, very evil introduction to you, the Fanhausen's, who are listening to the Rough House Podcast. And if you do not, well, guess what? Danhausen has a special message for you. And so does uh, Christoph and Martyhausen. Guess what it is? That's right. Up yours. Listen to the podcast or up yours. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Kristoff. Hello everybody and welcome to the Rough House Podcast. I am Marty. <sighs> it's a good cup of coffee. And I'm Kristoff. Welcome this morning, to today, this afternoon, this evening. Whenever your little heart desires that you click that play button on your podcast service, whether it be Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, maybe Google Podcasts. I don't know everywhere we are. Yeah. We're around. We're yeah. a part of the Realm yeah, Network. We, we get around. We share a network with Vince fucking Russo, yeah, bro. Do you share a network with Vince Russo? No. No. It's probably, it's probably a good thing. No. You don't. <laughs> I can tell you, you don't. But okay? let you're Chris, basic. Chris, we got to jump right into it. I think this is this is. What the are you thing. talking? Dude, there's nothing to talk about this week. You oh, know, I oh. considered maybe we didn't even have to do a podcast because there's been no news. Nothing, nothing breaking has happened. There were no big shows. No uh, uh, massive doors. Yeah, nothing massive that we've been looking forward to. Oh wait, it did happen. Can we spend ten minutes discoursing on the term forbidden door, please? That was the end of Wednesday Night's Dynamite, the Beach Break show. Uh, it happened, Chris. <laughs> it it finally happened. After it months did. and months of trolling, after uh, basically uh, two years of people wanting to make Fetch happen, uh, <laughs> we finally have kicked down the forbidden door, the forbidden portal, the uh, whatever dumb term you want to use to describe it, the fact is this: AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, dogs and cats laying together officially. It is mass hysteria. Uh, now, before we get into the nitty gritty of the details, I had never heard the term "forbidden door" until fucking Wednesday night. Where did this term come from? Tanahashi. Tanahashi in doing a, a, a promo for his match with Chris Jericho. Oh, uh, talked from about a couple of Wrestle Kingdoms ago. Yes, uh, talked about that uh, that uh, AEW was the forbidden door. Okay, uh, that, that he All would right. knock on that door, uh, and and he would you know look to to unify the world of pro res. And uh, it wasn't Tana who did it. Uh, it was plucky little Kenta. 
Little Hideo Itami was the one who was able How to... How dare you? How dare you use that name he gave them? <laughs> How dare you? Uh, yeah. This uh, is a Kenta Stan podcast, okay? We oh, we are we are undoubtedly pro-Kenta. Pro that, little, that little scamp. Kenta. <laughs> Lovable little uh, little little tramp. No, wait. Scamp I, I just, and tramp are two different things. I, he I, may be a tramp. Yeah, he know. might be. He, he might be a hobo. He, he may enjoy riding in a boxcar. I don't know. Uh, but when I'm saying Lil' Kent, I'm just picturing him wearing a, a hat with a propeller beanie and uh, a giant lolly. That's what I'm picturing. <laughs> some knickers. Yeah, some, exactly. Uh, some, you know, Angus oh, that little Kent. Short, short shorts. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the with one of those uh, belts that hold your school books together and you carry it. <laughs> That's how he's carrying the briefcase around at this point. Prancing along to school or the arena or Daly's place. Yeah. Just just prancing around. No along. one's ever got... pranced to uh, Jacksonville quite like Kenta. <laughs> oh, Kenta, the great prancer, the yes. the buster downer of uh, doors that are allegedly uh, forbidden, forbode. Those doors are forboden. Yeah. Well, well, we knew that we were going to have a confrontation between Kenta and John Moxley because of the buildup on the New Japan U.S. show, New Japan Strong. Uh, what we did not anticipate was that this would actually finally. Uh, bleed into AEW content. Uh, it was the main event of the evening for Beach Break. It was John Moxley, Phoenix, and Pac in a group that I've lovingly dubbed Death Square because <laughs> it's just an addition to the Death Triangle. Yeah, uh, against yeah. not quite the Bullet Club of uh, the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega. Uh, I would say Death Quadrilateral. I think has a better <laughs> ring to it. Perhaps. Perhaps. Death Parallelogram, maybe? <laughs> Could we just, death Trap? No, Trapezoid is five, right? One, yeah, two, three, four. Yeah. yeah, Trap. No, no. We, Can't we, be a Trapezoid yet. 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 Um, but uh, it, it, an incredible main event it was. Uh, Shit was dope. Uh, seriously, all six guys out of this world. Uh, even Luke Gallows looking out there. <laughs> and and that's, what, that's when you know you're in the ring with five other pros is yeah. when, when they make Luke Gallows look fucking good. Uh, I... You know, this has been the under discourse of the week after said Forbidden Door. Uh, but Phoenix may be one of the greatest pro wrestlers alive right now. Undoubtedly. The, the the things that that guy is able to do in the ring just don't make sense to me. I mean, every single time I see him do, like, the step-up jump to the first rope, bounce yeah. up to the second, It always it's that first to second jump that always looks a little, like underwhelming like oh i don't know if he's gonna get all of it and then he pulls out something which defies logic gravity and god himself yeah uh, i mean physics be damned we've got phoenix yeah he is absolutely ridiculous uh pack is of course an absolute superstar uh yeah, and I, I i think i i think i texted this to you like mm -hmm. whenever pack is on screen my eyes do not leave the screen. He's just one of those people that, you know, his physical um, skills are one thing, but just the way he presents itself. Yeah. His like, presence you know, is out of this world. Yeah. It's like fucking Gimli and Legolas had an evil child and they are able to do fucking uh, flippy doos and just stare you into oblivion. Like his mannerisms, his look, everything that he pack 
he's he's a condensed total package. He's the total package in a mini form that you can just stick in your pocket and yes. take along with you and, you know, bring to a fight. And he just stands there until the very end and does nothing and then does something ridiculously <laughs> uh, crazy. You do something cool. <laughs> uh, and, and, and that's not to take away from John Moxley, Kenny Omega, yeah. Carl Anderson or Luke Gallows, who all were uh, stellar in this match. Uh, Mox and Omega definitely still have some fuel left in the fire uh, for for the two of them. I, I wouldn't be shocked if we get a rematch between them at Revolution. Um, but just an absolute balls-out six-man tag. Then, of course, man rushes to the ring, masked up, both you know in, in wrestling mask parlance, yeah. but also in COVID mask parlance. And uh, sure as shit, it's Kenta. I, I will say, not the prettiest go to sleep. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll chalk that up to nerves. Um, but still, just what an unreal moment. Uh, I, I, I would say unexpected, but there was, you know, always that, that thought in the back of your head that it was going to happen. Um, I know, at least personally, when he ran down, I was thinking Kenta, but there's part of me like, ah, maybe it's an impact guy. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's uh, or maybe it's Hangman. It didn't look like Hangman physically, so I wrote it off. But you know, I just I just was thinking like, okay, maybe it's more intrigue for the Bullet Club side of things, but not the New Japan Bullet Club side of things or the Impact oh. side of things. It certainly uh, wasn't Tamatanga. No, no, it was not Tamatanga. Uh, You're just hoping it wasn't Chase Owens. <laughs> you know what? At that point, yeah, that was that was really the key thing. Anybody but Chase. Uh, in uh, fact, even Yujiro. I'd have taken Yujiro at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, in fact, if we were to make a, a uh, roughhouse bumper sticker, I think it should say anybody but Chase. I think that's what it would be. Um, and Fall Guy Bushi. <laughs> yes, Fall Guy. You know, Fall Guy Bushi would be the first one we make. Yeah, you, tra- uh, you should trademark that. That's that's yours. That's yours, man. You own that. <laughs> Copyright Marty Day, twenty nineteen. <laughs> Ish. Um, yeah. But yeah, the 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 deal is done um, between AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Once pandemic restrictions allow, we are going to see more. Uh, uh, more interaction oh. between the two sides, more crossovers. Um, the real crux of everything had to do with New Japan wanting John Moxley to defend the IWGP uh, US Championship. And what's interesting is uh, the New Japan strong appearance was filmed all the way back in December. So yeah, th- this was already sort of in play. Um, well, the match has already been rec- uh, filmed as well, right? Yes, yes. The match yeah. has already been filmed as well. And uh, a- another thing you can point to is kind of like the trigger point of all this is the departure of Harold Mage from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, both both in person, in title, and in video playback. He's yeah. been edited out of, what was it, the, the 2020 uh, 2019 G1, G1 Climax G1. Final. Yeah, yes. he he gave the trophy to uh, Abushi, and he is now cut out. So <laughs> that that that's some messy drama. So I guess uh, if you go back a couple of Wrestle Kingdoms ago, when uh, Harold Mage did his own entrance video, sort of thing, yeah, uh, in his expensive Tokyo loft or whatever the fuck penthouse he was <laughs> he was in, uh, I guess that's taken out of the replays as well. He's been yeah. uh, uh, extracted from the history books, the storied history books of New Japan Pro Wrestling, which is hysterical yes 
Um, but basically, you know, the, the issue at the time was Mage thought it was fucked up that Tony Khan wasn't there for the original negotiations. Back in 2019, they sent Chris Harrington, the VP of AEW, yep. and uh, the Young Bucks to chat things through. Mage took it as a slight, and in turn, there was no working relationship to the point where... Uh, I don't know if you remember, Chris, in the middle of 2019, before uh, AEW really debuted, there was that New Japan US tour, Mm -hmm. uh, which got fucked over by visa issues, thanks Trump, and Uh they were struggling to put people on the shows. Tony Khan reached out and offered them to use Kenny Omega, and New Japan said, no thank you. Dang. You have to be pretty fucking uh, grudgy, holding a grudge to to refuse the services of one Kenneth Omega. Um, yeah. That's uh, that's a, that's a big deal there. I mean, you know, fuck Chris Benoit. You can still see his videos on the WWE Network. He hasn't been edited out of shit. You, you don't. Can. You can't like search for him, no, uh, or whatever. But he's there. Harold Mage, oh man, worse than Chris Benoit. You heard it here, folks. I, I would say I, I don't mean to derail conversation, but hey, it's what we do here. It's what we do. Uh, someone on at Peacock, someone at Peacock's fucking up and making it so you can search for Chris Benoit. I have no doubt. Oh, I have no, no doubt. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Mark it down. That is going to be one of the Peacock follies. You think the uh, dark side of the wing- ring will uh, uh, <laughs> accidentally get added to the WWE <laughs> programming? It'll just search for Owen Hart. <laughs> It'll just start auto-playing every time you watch uh, one of his matches. No. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Um, but, I mean, the, the sky's the limit for this. Once people can travel, uh, I, I think there are some unique situations that can occur here, occur here. Excuse me. Easy for me to say. I mean, on paper, there are the obvious star-making matches that everyone wants to see. You know, the Omega Ibushi uh, return match, uh, yeah. especially considering lately Don Callis has been calling Kenny Omega a wrestling god, and mm. Ibushi hmm. has said he yeah. has become god. Um, Tanahashi versus pretty much anybody sounds like a, a, a great time at this point. Um, give You're me never fuck. open weight champion right there. Yeah, give me Tana versus Austin Gunn. I don't give a fuck. Let's do it. Uh, I mean, <laughs> let's do let's, it. Would is, be is my first choice. The, no, would I watch it? Track yeah. about it. Is he the one that raps? <laughs> he, or I think Colton rap? is the one who tries to rap. Okay, uh, there's too many. There's too many gun offspring. <laughs> too many guns in America. <laughs> too, far, far too many. I'll leave it at that. Uh, Billy, Billy's okay. The, the the little the little guns, you know, the ones that you yeah. can fit in your pocket. Those yeah. those could lead to be a, an issue there. Um. Oh oh, you know, really, what I need is mm-hmm. I need Pentagon versus Shingo Takagi. Oh so yeah, that undoubtedly. Once that match happens, I can just eat a bullet and die happy. That, that's just <laughs> that's just where we are. Like that's that's the crux of my wrestling fandom is a pissed off ninja skeleton against a fucking dragon. Let's yeah. fucking go. Yeah. Uh you know, and even not on necessarily the high side of things on on the like, you know, high level superstar or high level priority side of things, getting a Shota Umino on AEW Shota. Dark and seconding Mox would be awesome. Oh uh, get, getting the U.S. Young Lions into AEW could be very, very good. And uh, I know we had sort of talked about this in the past about things that we would like to see. I, I, I've said this, you know, give Jungle Boy a run at Best of Super Juniors. Give Ooh. Uh, Ooh. just move. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, give Private Party or Top Flight a run. 
you know, at the junior tag belts, you know, things like this where guys whose game need just that little bit, that little bit something extra, it'd be a great bit of seasoning for them. I think the the one big matchup that we're missing missing here mm-hmm. is uh, Bad Luck Folly and Marco Stunt. I mean, that's that's where the money is. You know what? Fair point. <laughs> Asked and answered. There we go. Let's let's, let's, let's do it up. Go. Let's yeah. fucking go. But really though, like you know, I would love to see Show, uh, you know, pop over and tangle with some of these some of these guys over here, like mm-hmm. the aforementioned Phoenix, and uh, you know, get once uh, Yo is back together, do a, a Rapongi 3K versus Lucha you know Bros. Top Flight or top Lucha Flight, Bros. Yeah. Like all these, you know, there's there's a lot of we can sit here and fantasy book the entire show, uh, <laughs> which at this point, why the fuck? Not. Yeah, uh, but you know, there's so many, uh, there's so many interesting angles to go. But it's not just that. So you know, as was noted throughout wrestling Twitter on Wednesday's Dynamite show, yes, you had uh, contracted performers from AEW, mm-hmm. Impact, uh-huh. um, New Japan Pro Wrestling, yep, uh, the NWA, uh huh, and I feel like I'm missing one, Triple A, Triple A, and also because of the announcements. From uh, the women's oh, yeah, the, Jap- yeah. uh, the women's title eliminator, you had announcements coming uh, from uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro and um, Gato Move, and uh, you know the freelance world of Japan. I mean, it's been said since AEW's inception that they're trying to give you a little bit of everything. This had everything. Fuck, it had the NBA on TNT. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's where we're at now that uh, that AEW as a program <laughs> features something from everything in sports like and Sammy Hagar. Yeah, and Sammy Hagar. <laughs> Fuck it. Sammy Hagar. We we got the Red Van Rocker Halen coming out hot representation. for AEW. Yeah. Cut cut the promo of a lifetime for Ooh, Sammy Hagar. A little, a little buff there, <laughs> Sammy. A little, a little bit rough. Uh, but you know, th- maybe it could lead to the Red Rocker versus the Red Rooster. Where's uh, Where's Terry Taylor these days? He, he, he's he alive? He's, he's is he? Okay. He's uh, yeah. one of the he's one of the finishing class guys. Okay, fin- is it, so he jerks everybody off. Yep, exactly, exactly. Okay. Every, just, <laughs> just <laughs> consummate dicks. <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> that's what he does. The graduation program of NXT, you get jerked off by Terry Taylor. Yeah, <laughs> congratulations. Is it really a shock that that you know the developmental program ran by Triple H ends with you getting jerked off? Come on. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but one of the H's in Triple H does stand for handjob. So <laughs> it's actually what all three of them stand for: handjob, handjob, handjob. Hunter Hearst handjob. There we go. <laughs> And uh, fun fact, he he saved uh, when he had the hog pen match with uh, Henry Godwin all those years ago. He saved all that mud, and uh, he uses that uh, for a very abrasive jack off from time to time. Sometimes he just likes to to punish his ween, and he uses some um, some pebbly mud to uh, to crank. You know, he's a weird dude. He's a weird fucking dude. That Hunter Hearst hand job. Good lord. Um, uh, so, uh, yes, yeah, so Kenta uh, debuted in AEW, and we are going to get the first glimpse of Kenta in AEW this coming Wednesday, as in a video released after the show, uh, John, uh, well, not John Moxley, Kenny Omega uh, proposed a match with John Moxley, and the other man who ran out, Lance Archer, it's going to be a uh, lights-out match, unsanctioned, pinfalls count anywhere, 
Omega and Kenta versus John Moxley and Lance Archer. Now, what's interesting about this matchup is Kenny and Kenta were never in the BC at the same time. Correct. Um, and also, Lance Archer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of a. I mean, you know, Archer and Mox had their battle over the. Uh, he, Mox won the U.S. title yes. from Lance Archer. Yeah, the last a, time both yeah. of them. Uh, well, last time Archer was in New Japan, both of them were in the same right. ring. Um, um, so there's a, there's a couple different interesting angles there, but uh, something and I don't think I've seen people talk about this is what's Don Callis's role in this relationship, and right. does that mean that possibly there could be some New Japan people showing up on Impact as well? Yeah, I, it's entirely possible. I, I, at this point, I would say literally anything is possible. Uh, this. <laughs> yeah. Like Kevin Garnett, anything is possible. Uh, this is <laughs> this is a very, very fluid and rapidly increasing in interest situation. Um, yeah. Any anything can happen. You know, on paper now there are things that were thought of as vague possibilities that are now likelihoods. And to that same regard, things that seemed impossible are probably possible. I, yeah. I know that New Japan, you know, they have had their issues with impact over the years. But it's but been a regime change. Since exactly. Then. It's 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 a In different both, impact both than it was. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we, we will see what happens. Um, I mean, what I do know and what we've got in the near future is we've got uh, this tag match on Wednesday night, which should be awesome. And we've got the New Japan Strong uh, main event coming up on the 26th uh, yeah. between Mox and Kenta. And that also should be awesome. And, and that's really what we've got to go off of and be excited about. Because I know I sure as hell am. One thing I, um, oh, I'm ahead. not holding. I don't. I, I, ROH is kind of a wild card here. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they're kind of the one that's just on an island. Just they, kind they, of doing their own really thing are. right now. Yeah. Um, they've kind of, since the pandemic, they've kind of changed their presentation a bit to be a little more sport focused than, right. you know, pro wrestling carny sort of thing. Dan Housen aside. Um, but you need, you know, he needs his, uh, he needs his blimp and sacks full of money. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, get Dan Housen his blimp housing. Um, yeah. But, you know, like you said, it, it's fluid and things could change on, on a week by week basis. Uh, there could be, you know, maybe fucking Jay Lethal shows up somewhere or, or John, uh, you know, I, I, he would be, I think, is he the most famous person in? I mean, if somebody from Ring of Honor showed up on Dynamite, who would move a needle at this point? I mean, maybe you know, the Briscoes. Yeah, the, Bris- the Briscoes could, but, you know. That that's about the, it. I mean, Jay Lethal, maybe, but like, I mean, I, if he, you've been watching like Impact, you know, like yeah, years yeah. ago, he had an Impact run and all these lethal, different things. Pardon the pun, Lethal would be more of an impactful return to Impact, right? Like, uh, yeah. you know, he he has a legacy there. The rest of the roster now, especially with the departure of uh, Marty Scurll, um, you know for justified reasons, uh, it, it, it doesn't have the weight that it once did. It, it's, yeah. it's not as if a few years ago when, you know, they had uh, Cody and the Bucks or even Bucks, a few yeah. years before that when they had Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole and, and all of these guys. Uh, it, it is a, a roster in transition. And, yeah. I mean, maybe PCO, 
Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. Brody King has done some stuff with New Japan. Yeah, that's the only other person I can think of. Uh, but in those, I don't think it has the reverberation no. of a Good Brothers, of uh, a Kenta, because of you know the, the multi-company history that these guys have with the you know canon AEW roster. Um, I mean, would I like to see Brody King show up? Yeah, I've said that for ages now. Uh, would I like to see a PCO sh- show up? That'd be like an interesting surprise person in like a casino battle royale or something yeah. like that. Um, and this is no slight to guys like uh, Jonathan Gresham and Tracy Williams. I think they're very talented. I think they're very good. They just don't move the needle. Yeah, they're, they're not going to make someone at home go, holy shit, they got blah. I mean, even Kenta, for as much as people were mocking this idea of like, oh, they got Hideo Itami now. Fucking know who Hideo Itami is, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. it's it's a somebody, even right. though on the scale of somebodies, it's not the strongest one. Yeah, uh, you know, <clears throat> it's 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 not fucking, uh, you know. It's not John Moxley showing up at the end of uh, Double yeah. or Nothing. Right. You know, that, that well, but I mean, it, that's kind of the the next closest thing. I mean, for for the casual, it's not close. But for you know somebody uh, who follows products of different promotions, yeah, this this was a uh, you know a momentous occasion. You right, know, this right. was this was a big moment. This is one of the. This is probably going to go down. Well, we'll see how how it all p- plays out. But this could co- go down in history as one of the biggest moments in Dynamite history. Uh, it, it's definitely going to be up there. I, I, I could foresee, you know, when depending on how long Dynamite exists, I could right. foresee this being like the Scott Hall comes from the crowd moment. Right. You yeah. Know, what, one of those things that, that, that people talk about later, depending on how it goes. Look, if the New Japan angle crashes and burns and, you know, they send like fucking Hanma and Makabe and call it a day <laughs> like that 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 moment will be looked at with uh humor as opposed to with gravitas right I don't and think they're that stupid <laughs> I hope they're not but you and I both saw the cards they decided they wanted to run in, in the United States so who knows <clears throat> were those shows fun yeah were they like bangers no so uh, any anything anything's possible but at its core what is great right now is they have uh something very important on their side which is possibility Yoshihashi. oh well oh. yes yeah. yes <laughs> they have yoshihashi on their side <laughs> and possibility so uh, we we will see what happens elsewhere on beach break we have new number 1 contenders for the AEW World Tag Team Championships as Chris Jericho and MJF won the Battle Royal to get the shot at Revolution. Not a shock, especially because, of course, they debuted the combo theme. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the match was uh, match was okay. There yeah. was some There were some fun moments. You know, as with any Battle Royal, it's a bit clusterfucky um, at times with a whole bunch of dudes trying to find space to do their – get their shit in in the ring and people, yeah. you know – Whatever. But uh, there were some fun moments. I think, uh, you know, Jungle Boy had a good opportunity to mm-hmm. shine in there. The John continuing... Silver. Yeah, yeah. Um, Johnny, old Johnny Hungy there. Uh, Stu Grayson also looked really good in there. They gave him yeah. some, some shine spots. Um, I, I think probably the guy who gained the most from this is uh, Dante Martin being yeah. able to be one of the final four and really, you know, carry his own against Sammy Guevara, MJF, and Chris Jericho three of the top names of the company. 
Right. And Sammy Guevara, the continuing that, you know, story of his dissension within the inner circle, you know, the slow burn on that. I'm, I'm enjoying just little hints here and there. Um, I thought he was going to be him who eliminated MJF, uh, Sammy. But, uh, you know, the the story they're telling, I'm, I'm interested in, and you can kind of see in MJF's face, like this fucking kid's going to ruin everything. (laughs) You know, it's, it's, it's subtle the way he plays it, but it, but it's, it's really, really good. Um, but again, as we've said, you know, having Jericho and MJF as the tag team in the inner circle when pride and powerful are right there is still kind of silly, but star power wise i get it curious to see where it plays out but don't take the pride and powerful matches from us please uh, proud and powerful what i say pride and powerful well they're uh, supporters of the lgbt rights right <laughs> you know what they probably are i'm sure they are they're, they are shockingly good humans for being such dastardly heels they have a rainbow puerto rican flag <laughs> yes uh also in beach break we finally got the throwdown between Britt baker and thunder rosa and oh, yeah. that was a damn good match Britt baker has improved tenfold as a professional wrestler since the launch of Dynamite. Yeah, both uh, in the ring and especially, you know, her promos have held her over for a number of months through some injuries and not being in major storylines. But yeah. it sure seems like she's in the major storylines now. Yeah. Um, the match was really good. <clears throat> she, like, basically, like, was just tossing Thunder Rose around for the majority of the match. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Thunder Rose's um, uh, pants are getting... Uh, more and more wedged up her ass with each week. She's got the Sammy Guevara issue, which is uh, the, them them legs is short and that yeah. booty is strong. That booty that booty is uh, that booty is something. That's, that's definitely her best feature. <laughs> uh, this area up top above the neck, maybe not so much. Um, but but that's yeah, just Br- a male chauvinist pig. Uh, what what I've noticed about Brit is she's now sort of playing to her her physicality which is she's kind of a taller lankier woman so you know she she's excuse me uh she is um she's working like not quite like a big guy but you know it's a lot more slams it's a lot more like she's using her size advantage in the ring yeah uh and, and and i like that also her strikes are leaps and bounds better now too yeah um which i recognize is such a wrestling nerd point to note but in her case it is such a revelation of difference that i had to point it out because really she's you know she's becoming the full package she she clearly had something star wise that they saw in her but now you're seeing it come to fruition much like a hangman page now and and you know some of the other people who they've gotten behind uh considerably you're you're seeing uh, the the promise turned into something real, and it, it, it's very, very cool to see uh, on AEW television. So we talked about it briefly. Uh, the women's uh, – the issues <laughs> that were the women's roster seem to be uh, switching around as uh, we had the announcement of the AEW Women's Championship Eliminator Tournament. Uh, and it's a, a lot of women that people probably don't know, but will want to know against, uh, uh, you know, a rundown of the current, 
uh, AEW women's roster, which actually makes it sound a lot stronger than it did even just a few months ago. So um, I'm going to run down a bunch of Japanese names, and some of these I'm going to struggle through. My apologies to everyone involved. (laughs) So for the Japanese side of the bracket, which to my understanding, uh, all the matches have been, uh, if they haven't already been taped, they're going to be taped. Uh, at the Ice Ribbon Dojo, which is actually the same place they taped the uh, Wrestle Kingdom opening opening video. Okay, uh, that's where they set up the ring and entrance and everything. So uh, okay. that you know, just kind of a fun little note there. But uh, Japanese women's wrestling legend Aja Kong yeah. is going to be in there. Yuka Sakazaki, who of course we saw on AEW television in the past. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, superstar uh, Veni. Uh, here's the thing about Venny. Uh, Venny is a non-binary professional wrestler. Uh, okay. They, they uh, th- you know, though though they work in Joshi, they are non-binary. They are uh, agendered, uh, and uh, Venny is the name that they use for U.S. wrestling. Uh, they were going to make their debut at uh, Effie's Big Gay Bash Mania Weekend because yeah. otherwise they go by their real name, which is Asuka. So they had to pick a different name. <laughs> so we got Venny. Wow. Yeah. We've got the returning Emi Sakura. We've got Ryo Mizunami. Uh, Ryo was part of the Joshi Six Woman tag at Double or Nothing. So she also has a history with um, AEW. Uh, May- not to be confused with Riho. Uh, no. No, not to be confused with Riho. Uh, we got May Saruga. Uh, May Saruga uh, comes from Gato Move. She's a trainee of Emi Sakura, and she's basically the purest baby face in the world. Okay. Um, Rin Katakura, and the one I'm most excited about is Maki Ito. Maki Ito comes from Tokyo Joshi Pro, and uh, she's very well known on social media because pretty much all the English she knows is filthy. <laughs> yeah, I think her uh, she retweeted the announcement of her being in the tournament by saying, hello, motherfuckers. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> and she immediately became my favorite. Yes. So that's yeah. how you win me over. Yeah. Uh, she uh, not that long ago uh, did uh, a tweet where she said, here's my impression of all of you. I am simp. Please pee on me. Please spit on me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in real life, Maki Ito is a failed idol star. That, that's basically being like being a failed uh, 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 girl group member. Okay. Um, so she got uh, kicked she, out of baby metal. She she got kicked out of a, a, an idol group and decided to become a pro wrestler. She's actually a really good pro wrestler. I think if she's I don't know how they're going to broadcast all of this, but if she's given actual TV time, the world may fall in love with her. She's she's fascinating. Um, okay. But from the U.S. side of things, we've got Serena Deeb, the NWA Women's World Champion, uh, Britt Baker, Ty Conti, Thunder Rosa, Nyla Rose, Anna Jay, Layla Hirsch, and the returning Riho. That's a hell of a group. And and, and I again, we were just saying a few months ago about how much the AEW women's roster had been chewed to the bone because of the lack of Japanese uh, stars and the amount of injuries. That's a a very, very solid group of eight women there. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I've become a big fan of, uh, of Layla Hirsch uh, recently. Mm -hmm. So for multiple reasons, but um, you know, Looking forward to seeing her and Aja Kong tangle. That would be great. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Thanks for coming to my thick leg TED Talk. Yes. Uh, we had some updates from the Shaq Cody angle. Can we Namely, just Namely, that the Shaq and Jade, because she's just Jade now. No more last name. 
the Shaq Jade. Oh no, yeah, the Shaq it, it Jade versus Cody Red Velvet match no longer part of Revolution. <laughs> It'll be happening on the March third Dynamite on the Go Home Show for Revolution because Revolution is the same night as the NBA All Star Game. I see. Yes. So uh, a, year, a couple years down the road, when Jade gets her own uh, podcast, she's going to spend the beginning of each podcast talking about how the man stole her name from her. <laughs> she used to be Jade Cargill, and she used to be saluted, and now she's uh, she's just Jade, which is odd because me and him, formerly known as Jade in Impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's interesting that it's been used before. But hey, you know, yeah. whatever. Whatever. Why not? More on me and him in a hot minute. Okay. Um. We also had the wedding between Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford. And I got to say, for a wrestling wedding, this was a fun time. Uh, not, also, the wedding not the worst I've seen. The wedding actually went off without a hitch, which uh, I, I thought was interesting. Uh, yeah. o- overseen by the sinister minister himself, Father James Mitchell of ECW and TNA fame. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was wondering who the fuck that guy was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I marked out because he used to uh, be the manager of the Tajiri Mikey Whipwreck tag team in the dying days of ECW, which I absolutely loved. Um, okay. What I particularly loved, though, was Miro was basically constantly aware of how wrestling weddings work and <laughs> in turn stepped in and didn't allow certain <laughs> things to happen or right. try to prevent things from happening. For example, he did not allow anyone to object to the wedding because you see yeah. how that goes firsthand. Also, mm-hmm. as he was giving his toast, uh, first things first, the what is love bit with him in the crowd was kind of a 10. <laughs> kind of, that's uh that's that, some veteran talent right there yeah. just to know when things are happening to like let it breathe out for a little bit yeah yeah, that, yeah. That, turning that into the well. skid there it was very very nice but also he saw this gigantic present which looked like it was human sized right so he decided to attack it find out it was an empty box but of course because this is a wrestling wedding it was the cake what was rigged yeah uh, orange cassidy was inside the cake and uh it looks like uh the butler charles was responsible for uh Getting OC in the cake. Uh, did you did you see that uh, Miro was wearing the same thing he wore to his wedding on Raw? Oh, I didn't realize it was the exact same it, outfit. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It may be a different shade of tan, but it was essentially the same outfit that he wore to the the wedding with Lana. Uh, I will also like to say that Penelope Ford wore the hell out of that dress. Good Lord Almighty! That she did. That she. God did. damn. God damn. Congratulations, by the way, to Penelope and uh, Kip, who legitimately got married a few days before the yeah. on-screen Can't ceremony. wait for that sex tape to leak out. <laughs> Top dollar coming your way. Yeah, that's where the Patreon money is going directly. Um, <laughs> which reminds me, hey, sp- uh, go ahead and uh, sponsor us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash the Roughhouse Podcast. Last week, very, very funny, very, very good Schlegel's soapbox with us in OG uh, kingpin of the rough house, Justin Schlegel. And, uh, we're going to do another round of, uh, a rough house divided movie trivia this week as well. So That's right. check that out. Um, other thing that I wanted to talk about from AEW this week, Lance Archer, Eddie Kingston had a lumberjack match, which man was nowhere near as good as their match the week prior. No, it wasn't I mean, bad. Yeah. But Lum- lumberjack matches in it, in and of itself are, you know, kind of messy uh this is by far not the worst lumberjack match i've seen um but you know those two in there they beat the hell out of each other a little bit but uh yeah it didn't didn't really hold up to to what happened the week prior but that's okay yeah now uh before we talk about all of the ins and outs of wwe this week because 
get this. Both Ugh. of us watched a WWE pay-per-view this week. I wanted to very quickly hit up a bit of news from... Our friends at New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, they have announced their new TV deal in the United States. And mm. if it's underwhelming, well, it's because it is. Uh, they will have a weekly show on the Roku channel. Something I didn't know was a thing. Because I don't own a Roku. I own an Apple yeah. TV. Uh, the Roku channel, starting mm-hmm. on February 11th, every week, it'll be a one-hour clip show, uh, a la the show they had on Access. Um, it's going to start with a look at Wrestle Kingdom 2020 and eventually catch up. Um, cool. Uh, what I did find most <laughs> interesting, though, was uh, in the Observer this week, it turns out that was not the only group that they had negotiations with. And they are allowed to negotiate with other networks. Other networks they had conversations with included uh, ESPN, Vice, and CBS Sports Network. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, the thought process is because there are actual ratings from Roku that they'll be able to use. And like Access, who up until recently did not subscribe to any rating services, they'll be able to get an idea of viewership and then share that with Vice, ESPN, and CBS Sports Network with the hope and possibility of getting on one of those channels. Yeah, there weren't any financials, uh, I think, discussed in regards to this. Right. So curious to see, you know, well, I'm curious to see what the ratings end up being, for one. And I'm yeah. curious to see what kind of money is is, is changing hands here as well. Uh, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a foot in, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This exposure on AEW will probably help their American exposure a bit. So hopefully that'll... Take some eyes over to the Roku Network. Roku Network definitely not in direct competition with TNT. So, not at all. <laughs> you know, I mean, in terms of it being an option for something to watch, it is, but not like you know, not anything like that. So yeah, good, good for them. You know, definitely a little underwhelming. We were hoping for something uh, a, a a little bigger, but it's okay. Yeah, yeah, it it, it is what it is. And uh, hey, if you got a Roku, congratulations, you'll be able to watch New Japan Pro Wrestling for free. Starting this week. So check it yeah. out. So let's pull this together with a look at one of the biggest shows of the year. The World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. It was the Royal Rumble this past Sunday night, live on the WWE Network for one of the last times. Uh, we had uh, two Royal Rumbles, one men, one women, and... Um, Chris, I'm going to go ahead and say that the women's showed everything WWE could be, and the men showed everything that, unfortunately, the WWE is. Well, okay, so I, I loved the finish of the women's rumble and not much of what happened prior, mm-hmm. and overall, I liked a lot of the action that happened in the men's rumble, but not the finish. So I kind of <laughs> yeah. together they had a great match, uh, but there were there were there were glaring problems with both. Yes. Yeah, so the women's Royal Rumble was the first to air on Sunday, uh, included the surprise returns of Jillian Hall, of all people. I had no idea who the fuck she was because uh, yeah, that must have yeah, been that, in that the time a, that when that was I a 2005 there. 2007 special. Victoria, yeah. which I was very very happy about, and Tori Wilson, who I'm pretty convinced did fuck all in her time in the ring. 
I don't, yeah, aside from her entrance, I don't even remember seeing her on screen. Now, of course, uh, there were some random NXT folks thrown into this. Tony Storm, for example, who had quite a run. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had um, uh, Santana Garrett, Santana Garrett. Yes, Santana Garrett, uh, who I believe was the fill-in for Mia Yim. That makes because sense. Because Mia Yim got pulled from the show on Saturday. Uh, we talked about it briefly last week, the the kind of bizarre, I don't have COVID, but I do have COVID announcement. Yeah. Um, and that would explain why Keith Lee was not a part of the Rumble, the men's Rumble right. either. But yes, we had uh, Shotzi Blackheart. We had uh, Santana Garrett. Again, Santana Garrett, legitimately, Santana Garrett came out and I went, wait, when did they sign her? Yeah, I didn't know she was there. She's either. been signed for almost two years, Chris. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and of course, we had my favorite cringeworthy moment of the Women's Rumble, which is when Tamina and Nia Jax stare each other down and look around as if it's supposed to be some big, Ugh. shocking moment. Yeah. God damn, could I not give a shit about either one of them. Uh, another moment that I thought was absolutely hysterical was whether okay. they intended to or not. Oh them killing off Alexa Bliss's entire gimmick <laughs> because she came out being all happy, prancy, little creepy little girl version of Alexa, uh-huh. which definitely feels like it checks some people's boxes uh, inappropriately. <laughs> um, and then she was going to turn into the fiend, but in the midst of doing so, she was tossed out of the ring by Rhea Ripley. Yeah, that was kind of hysterical. Although, um, not knowing what that transformation looks like, I was kind of looking forward to seeing it because I haven't <laughs> been watching anything or yeah. really don't know. But, you know, that's still pretty funny. Not as funny as Billy Kay uh, coming out <laughs> and then joining the commentary team and then g- giving her resume and headshot to other entrants as they came down looking for a partner. She's fucking hysterical. Yes, there there is a, a, a I forget who she's giving the resume to, but there's a a photo that got posted up by WWE of her doing like the closed eyes smile with a handshake out, which is like a fucking ten. <laughs> yeah, uh, the fact that they great. broke up her and Peyton is still one of the dumbest things in the world to me because they had no plan for either. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, Peyton's got the higher star potential of the sure. two but guess what wrestlers can have Potter. friends <laughs> wrestlers can have friends i know i know it's it's very it, it's well i mean it's typical wwe you know you do yeah. something t- for a storyline without thinking about what's going to come next and uh they never did now they're you know at least billy has found something and they had a quick um reunion in the middle of the ring uh they did. which was which i popped for uh, because I, I, did, I did love the Iconics. They yes. were they were great together. R.I.P. But the final three ended up being Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair, and Bianca Belair. Yeah. And man, if I didn't think Charlotte was going to get the old one-two on them. But instead, <laughs> Ripley and Belair eliminated Charlotte. And then while both dangling on the outside in a really kind of cool moment, talked each other into letting each other back into the ring yeah so they could settle it properly uh rhea ripley looked like an absolute beast in this by the way she was sort of the cane of the women's rumble uh i mean i get it but man that's a that's a tough (laughs) sentence i i I, 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 I recognize 
the 2021 version of Kane hurts that, but yes. uh, Ripley came off like a massive star, but the big star of the night was Bianca Belair. Bianca coming in very early, outlasting 30 women and winning the whole thing. Uh, and she looked to be genuinely shaken up in a good way by the victory. Yeah. Um, honestly, I don't know that there are that many better options. Perhaps Rhea, perhaps Bailey. Those are the only two I can think of as better options, especially watching it on Sunday. Um, very, very pleased with how that went, and I'm very excited for what I assume is going to be Bianca versus Sasha at Mania. I mean, if they don't do that, what the fuck are they doing? I mean, <laughs> well, then it's then it's Bianca versus Oscar, which could still be pretty damn good. Yeah, but I I, I feel like I feel like a, a much better matchup in terms of similar uh, builds and styles and everything like that. And I think, you know, a more marquee matchup would be Sasha and Bianca. And that's not a slight on Asuka by any respect. But, you know, I, I think that, that that's where the money is for, for, for WrestleMania. Uh, I will also say that um, Naomi had a really good run in the Rumble yes, she as did. well. She did. She was in for a very long period yeah, of time. That was, that was a big return for her also. Yeah, yeah, and I've I've always been a fan of hers. Uh, you know, she's always kind of a an outlier that could. She's one of those. Oh God, I hate to say this. She's kind of like a Dolph Ziggler type. That you know, if you need somebody to plug into a mm-hmm. title match, yeah, they can do it. But you can tell the company doesn't see them as the top person for an extended period of time. Yeah, which is a shame. Yeah, no, not no, so much no. about Dolph Ziggler anymore, but more <laughs> <laughs> so about Naomi. Right, right. And then on the other side of things was the men's Royal Rumble, which (sighs) I'm not opposed to Edge having won. I think my bigger problem is, as with many things in WWE, it's not about the destination. It's about how you get there. And Edge winning could have been a really great feel-good moment. Instead, it was kind of played off to this weird Randy Orton injury angle. Also, yeah. Edge kind of did the uh, did the Roman Reigns special for you know laying in the corner of about forty of the sixty minutes he was in the ring. Um, and unfortunately, you know, you look at the people who were in the Men's Rumble itself. Just look down the the full list of thirty. Mm-hmm. The there's no one that really got made by their appearance in it. The closest you've got is Damian Priest, who made his main roster debut. Yeah. And the thing that is so hysterical was you had after the show Kane, who was one of the surprise entrants uh, and clearly eating well in Tennessee. Um, <laughs> All he, the hush puppies. He cut a promo about putting over that young kid. Damien Priest. Damien Priest is 38 years old, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, he's young in WWE years. So, yes. The only know. people in the ring under 30 years of age were Otis and Dominic Mysterio. Who I think were in the Royal Rumble for a combined two and a half minutes. Yes. So, yeah, this is the problem of which we've been speaking the past couple years. They yeah. Their refusal to elevate and push new young stars uh yeah. yes you know priest got a rub there which is good for him but yeah he, he's you know do you see damian priest headlining a wrestlemania in the coming years not bloody likely i don't think um it's possible but 
you know, he he's definitely improved from his old uh, Punishment Martinez days. I will give him that. This much is true. But, you know, he doesn't seem like, like that type of guy. Um, but who have they even positioned to to be the next kind of guy to get that kind of rub. Yeah. The, I mean, the, the next Andrade, closest... what's up with Andrade? He wasn't even in the yeah, match. Andre, Andrade wasn't there. He wasn't in the match. Angel Garza was yeah. chasing uh, R-Truth around the building before he lost a belt to Peter Rosenberg. Yeah. And so same with Humberto Carrillo. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're, we're all, and with Drew Gulak and Akira Tozawa and the no, no Alistair Black division. Well, I, I feel like Black is kind of waiting out his contract. Yeah, yeah. Point. I mean, uh, you know that that is that is definitely a, a, a bigger to do, but it it just speaks to so many of the issues that are inherent in WWE right now. I mean, it's it's about they have this they they're supposed to have this pipeline from yeah. the developmental center to NXT to the main roster, and it's supposed to be building the next generation of stars. I am looking at the 30 people who are in the ring, and these are those who had have had a push for the first time in the past year. Mustafa Ali. Mm-hmm. Let me read through that list. Otis. Dominic Mysterio. Yep. Damian Priest. Matt Riddle. Where was Buddy Murphy? No Buddy Murphy. Or no, Jesus but, Murphy now. He's not yeah. even buddy. He's had he's lost that a while ago. Yeah. Matt I mean Matt Riddle, you know, had a good performance in there. He was in there for Matt Riddle, who of course is a guy who had to take his first name off because they're worried about people realizing he's been accused of being a sex pest. So right. that tells you how that's gonna go. Yeah. But what again, I, it's not that I'm mad that Edge won. I'm actually not opposed to Edge winning. It's that Edge winning he won a match where the last five people in it were Braun Strowman, Christian, who also returned. Yes. Seth Rollins, Randy Orton, and himself. That exact group could have been the final five, five years ago. And it would have yeah. felt tired. Yeah. Maybe not Braun five years ago. You know what? It would have been a rub for Braun. Yeah. But, but yeah, other, otherwise you're, you're a hundred percent right. And I thought that, you know, I, I figured Seth was going to win. He came in late. They, He's still sticking with that Messiah gimmick for some reason. I feel like maybe they would have repackaged him back to the old Burn It Down Seth Rollins right. sort of thing. Like that music would have popped a crowd had a crowd been there. Exactly. But uh, <laughs> would have popped the Thunderdome. Uh, but yeah, it's, it, you know, it is what it is. Edge doesn't need a Royal Rumble win to get a WrestleMania main event, in my opinion, but they do it anyway. So here we are. Um, congratulations to edge. He, he looked great. You he, know, he did look great. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and quote the, the fine folks of, uh, at uh, voices of wrestling here. Um, so many people are missing the point regarding edge and the rumble. Nobody would have an issue with edge winning or even the average age of participants had WWE demonstrated any ability to make a star of any age over the last decade because they haven't. The age of the roster is now amplified. Same things like stars always had same things like wrestling always had stars over 35 or calculating the ages of stars and other promotions has nothing to do with WWE's inability to make new difference making stars, even with the benefit of the alleged star making world-class performance center. Edge story is fine in a vacuum, but this isn't about Edge. It's about people like Edge and Goldberg constantly being the best option because none of the new faces are as over as them, which is a long-term self-fulfilled prophecy issue in the company. 
Well, and here's the thing. Now that WWE is on this fixed income, they don't have to worry about ratings as much because their revenues are through the fucking roof. They have they have record. They, I think they they grossed 160 million last year. Um, yeah. So why not? fucking push these new guys you, you're exactly. not relying on ratings take, take you, you bring shot. in a goldberg and an edge to pop the ratings and now the ratings aren't important so you yeah. can have those guys there to do what the older talent aew is doing and i hate to parallel between the two but it's exactly what's happening is the older talent is putting over the newer talent and helping yeah. to build new stars and make them more uh bankable make them more recognizable yeah now is the time to do that um, because, like I said, they're they're not reliant on the ratings to earn money. They're making money hand over foot right now. They're making a shit ton of it. Plus, bringing back fucking Goldberg, how much did that cost you? Yeah, yeah, I, you I'm, I'm sure it wasn't cheap. How much for did you pay the out fucking for him three minutes a, of work that he did? Right. You know, I mean. And, you know, Edge in that respect makes sense. He can yeah. still go. He's still in great shape. He's not as old as Goldberg. Uh, I don't think. Probably. I don't, I don't remember. Uh, he, he's a few years younger than Goldberg. Goldberg's uh, early 50s years. and and Edge is mid 40s. Um, Goldberg's only early 50s? Yeah. he was. Remember, he was a young guy when he started in WCW in the late 90s. I don't remember. Uh, but uh, OK. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Anyway, he, he was the hot young star of WCW. <laughs> See, I don't remember him being young at that, but I wasn't really watching much. So fair point. Yeah, know. he was in his early thirties then. Um, okay. So, but it it is it, it it it's really unfortunate to to sit here and look at that because you know you have a guy and and I I've I've he said this I, I I I've said this many <laughs> times. You have a guy like Drew McIntyre, who yeah. I think more than most in professional wrestling, you can make an argument that that's the guy who got fucked by COVID because he is an absolute stud. Like that guy should be a top star, but he was crowned without a crowd and he continues to run without a crowd and it makes him feel cold as a champion. Boy, can we, can we, and you know, like I said, this is the first time I've watched any WWE in. Wow. Since WrestleMania night yeah, one, so, so when I decided to give it up, <laughs> almost easily. almost a year. Yeah, the piped in crowd noise is the worst fucking thing I've ever heard. It makes it sound like a video game. It, it yeah, and and then some. I mean, okay, I think at one point maybe it was during the Reigns Owens match. They like actually piped in a holy shit chant. Yes, they did. Which they did. I'm like, come on. Uh, and, but the other thing, and I don't remember what match it was. There was a this is awesome chant that went on for like four minutes. I'm like, uh, oh. it was during the rumble. Was it during the? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Why is the no no crowd chants for that long? Okay, yeah. like if you're gonna fake it, at least try and make it sound natural and real. Yeah. Like, come on. It it was it was offensive to my ears. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry to say, by the way, that I did call almost move. So thank you for someone on Twitter for pointing out that I did call pretty much move for move the uh, Goldberg uh, yeah Drew McIntyre match. Um, Finishers only match. Yeah. Uh, the for me the bummer about that though was you know you look at that match you look at like the one Goldberg had with Brock Lesnar and I know I I harp back to that match but to yeah. me that that was such a perfect encapsulation of what you could do with Goldberg. Right. At this point in his career. And just there was no urgency. There was no dramatics. There was no sort of manic energy to it. It was just like, 
Okay. He was also gassed the fuck out. It's true. <laughs> it was like, okay, I'm taking a spear. Now you're taking a kick. Now yeah. I'm going to murder you three quarters legit with a jackhammer. Like, it, it was... That was the worst jackhammer I've ever seen. Yeah, and it looked like he shoot murder Drew on it. Yeah. Um, it was bad. Uh, yeah. and, and then there was also the weird post-match, like, oh, you're a real good kid! Like... <laughs> That yeah, that went on way too long, uncomfortably yeah. long. Like, okay, are we doing an angle here? Who's going to come out? And then nothing yeah. happened. I'm like, well, what the fuck was the point of that? It was very, it was very, very weird. And and I, I can't say I, I really cared for it. I, I will say, though, the Roman Reigns-Kevin Owens match, crowd noise and unfortunately botched finish aside, was It was 80% fun. great. Yeah. Yeah, up until the ending that took forever because someone had the wrong handcuff keys, uh, I loved it. I, I had a great time with it. Guys, this is pro wrestling, yeah. okay? You don't have to have actual handcuffs. Gimmick the fuck out of them. What are you also, doing? Also, there's no crowd. You can pre-tape. <laughs> why Why wasn't this match pre-taped? You're 100% correct. Why wasn't this yeah. entire show pre-taped so you don't have awkward camera switches? Or missing eliminations. Yeah, yeah. Bailey, one of the biggest stars of the women's yeah. match, her elimination got completely lost. Yep. <sighs> yep. Anyway. Yeah. Long story well, short, yeah, Owens, Owens, Owens Reigns had a hell of a fight. Time. And you know what? I, I love me some heel of Roman. I know it was like the IWC thing for years and years. Turn yeah. Roman heel, turn Roman heel. Turns out we were right. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it worked. And Owens as the, uh, you know, the, the tough as nails babyface worked really well, too. I, you know, I'll watch Kevin Owens. Uh, do anything you know yeah him getting hit by that golf cart out of fucking nowhere was both <laughs> the most insane and most hysterical spot i've ever seen it was it was really funny it was also fun to see how the thunderdome is set up within the trop um yeah. you know and see them go around and you know pretty sure kevin owens is not osha certified to operate a forklift, <laughs> but he did nonetheless uh and that shit was dope so i, I, I do appreciate the violent behind the scenes tour we got Yes, yeah. Uh, whereas, you know, last year's Rumble, Reigns had a similar match with Baron Corbin, which was the shits. Yes. So, you know, this was a, a, a big upgrade, both in terms of competitor and in terms of performance in the match, uh, aside from not gimmicking the handcuffs, which yes. was just I, I thought the I thought the part where, you know, he threw the ref into the, the pole was great. Mm-hmm. That was a good uh, – I don't know if that was planned or not. I, I want to imagine it wasn't. I was like, oh, shit, we can't get these off. Okay, ref. <laughs> All right, we're going to need another Timmy. Let's go. Bing. Yeah. <laughs> Bing. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> but, but yeah, and then they brought out the new ref, and the new ref like, stopped his count at like five or six, and then it was yeah, like, oh, realized, what the fuck's oh, going shit. on here? We, yeah, that was, that was uncomfortable. That was the uh, longest uh, couple minutes. I'm sure Heyman was sweating his fat ass off too. Yeah, yeah. Because no, I no would have been. So uh, some extra stuff from this show. Um, what did you think of the Bad Bunny performance, Chris? I did not care for it. Well, great news. He's going to be teaming with Damian Priest at WrestleMania against okay. The Miz and John Morrison. I get it. I do. Yeah. I'm old. I don't listen to hip hop, let alone like reggaeton sort of stuff, which is apparently what he does. Reggaeton. Uh, <laughs> Yes, I don't I don't I don't listen to that either. Um, but I get it. He was apparently the most streamed musical artist of last year. Mm-hmm. He gets a lot of eyes on the product. Uh, mm-hmm. WrestleMania is known for having celebrities mm-hmm. uh, in matches. And every now and then 
some shit impresses you. I remember, oh God, I may have been 27, WrestleMania 27. Yeah. It was like a mixed tag match with like fucking Snooki. Who yeah. Like pulled off this crazy backspring, back, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. backflip handspring sort of thing. Cause apparently she was a cheerleader at some point, which I had no idea. I was like, okay, yeah, that, sh- that shit works. Yeah. But then also you, sometimes you get some Maria Menounos who uh, wears white and gets, you know, some makeup fucking on her ass or some shit and it looks like I she pooed her pants yeah um, yeah so you know the celebrity things are hit and miss um but you know what whatever I, I i don't it it doesn't offend me uh mostly because i'm not watching the product uh and i get the reasoning behind it it just doesn't appeal to me i'm not the target demo yeah um and you know i i i totally think that if done correctly, it, it can be a, a a bit of extra eyeballs, which is what we should expect out of WrestleMania. You know, some level of goofiness. Uh, some more WWE news: Two people were let go this week by WWE, not long after announcing their record profits. Uh, Lars Sullivan, <laughs> no longer with WWE, officially let go. Um, you know, you you can say a lot about uh, the uh, issues that he had as a performer. Uh, whether actually in ring or behind the scenes, um, you know, hearing about the level of anxiety and stuff that he dealt with also eh, that that tempers it a bit. Uh, yeah. And apparently the one hundred thousand dollar fine was legit and more than he made in a year from WWE. Wow. Yeah. So kind of shocking. So that dude lost money while wrestling. I, uh, I will say the best thing about Lars Sullivan was his entrance in NXT. When yeah. his big silhouette uh, in the corner of the ring, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. was excellent presentation. Yeah. Uh, aside from that, aside from maybe a perf- good performance or two in NXT, I couldn't tell you much else about uh, about that, what he did. That ladder match for the North American Championship is becoming the most cursed match in WWE history. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Forgot about that one. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, also cut someone who remembered him, the Forgotten Sons. Steve Cutler was cut from WWE in what I thought was a very interesting turn of events. Steve Cutler cut because he got COVID. <laughs> Man, that's that's just a heartless corporation right there. Well, when you learn a little bit more. Uh, so Steve Cutler, apparently dating Deanna Perrazzo. She, Which I did not know about either. I did not know. I, she can pick him, can't she? Uh, Good, yeah. uh, she was she with Skrull at some point? Yep. That's who she yeah, was okay. with before. Right. Um, That's what I thought. That's what I thought that meant. Okay. She mentioned that they both had COVID in January because of New Year's Eve parties. Uh, oh, I didn't see that part. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking dummies. Yeah. What so when's it? Casey Catanzaro getting cut? Uh, exactly. Because uh, Casey's out, out there showing face. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> quite with a some people you probably with. don't want to be seen with. Um, and then, you know, God. If you cut Casey, do you cut Rick O'Shea as well? That would be doing him a favor. You know what? That really would be doing him a favor. You know what? Fuck it. Cut Ricochet. Let him loose, man. You're not doing doing fuck all with him. I'm not sure what he's making. What do you think Ricochet's making? You think he's making six digits? Yeah, but probably not high six. Okay. Probably like two. Two. Yeah. Think two? That's my guess. Per year. So like, I mean, that's a good, that's, that's good it's money. The, it, it's not money to frown out, especially right now when you don't have to travel for a Kentucky boy. Oh you yeah. Know? He's no. got a kid or kids. I think he has, he has at least one kid. Yeah. He's got a kid. He, he's, yeah. Babies having babies. Yeah. <laughs> he's got kids. 
Uh, but yeah, let them let them let them go. You know. So so, uh, but I think was I reading or was that debunked that his contract is up soon? Uh, it, it's debunked. He's still got like another two years. But Alistair Black, his isn't due up in a bit, and uh, Cesaro's was up, but Cesaro resigned. God damn it, Cesaro! <laughs> Look, his his partner, his wife. I don't know who what he, what she is in relation to him. She's had a training. Sarah uh, Sarah Mato. What yeah. really? Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, Sarah Delray and Cesaro. Their thing. I mean, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Now, now, now that you say it, but I had no idea that was a thing. Yeah. Cesaro's got to be making at least five, right? I, at this point, yeah, he's been there long enough. He's been in prominent enough role. I mean, dude, probably more, right? Yeah, dude's probably doing very well for himself. And at this he... point, you know, because I, I don't know if he is forty or if he's almost forty. I'd say it's a smart move to just play it out. Yeah, I know, but this is selfish of me wanting to see him, you know, mix it up with Lance Archer. Yeah, like <laughs> so... if AEW existed before his last renewal, I would have jumped. Yeah. yeah, but now, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, and, you know, I, I, get, I do. I do. I get it. You know, make that money, get that paper, make that bread, get that bread, however the fuck the kids say. Get the uh, money bread. Get the, yeah, get the money train, money plane. You want to watch a man fucking alligator? Money plane. <laughs> I do want to watch money plane. Uh, it My understanding good- is that is the best scene in the movie. <laughs> uh, uh, for that alone and just to see kelsey Grammer and adam copeland uh tear it up together um you think but, he's gonna uh, be part of the the fraser reboot <laughs> i want to imagine it belongs in the same universe as money train uh which i loved back in the day i don't i don't remember if it's a good movie or not i just remember enjoying it no no, no money no, train no. for you I, I i am i am pro snipes you don't like a train heist movie? No, Snipes and Woody Harrelson and Jennifer Lopez? Are you kidding me? No, that for especially for what was that like ninety five? Like that is a yeah. that is a killer lineup, man. What more do you want in a late nineties action flick, man? Come on, you know you just subbed out Rosie Perez for Jennifer Lopez and, and <laughs> white man can't jump, and there you go. You got a you got a hit film on your hands. All I need is a little Clint Howard appearance where he's some guy with a headset, and I'm fucking in. <laughs> The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughhouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Roughhouse Redos, and Roughhouse Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House, uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. El Torito brand salsa, the only salsa meant for midgets. It comes with half as much corn, half as many tomatoes, and a half portion of freshly grown bell peppers, half as spicy as other salsas on the market. El Torito, the only dip worth the chip of the short ones. El Torito.